Well, today, uh, ask, or that was the first, the first title that I had for my message was ask, but the, the, the next title I have is staying connected. I think that's the better one. And we're still continuing our number of sermons that we have on prayer. And by, all of the, by the time we're done with all these messages on prayer, you should know what they are entirely. So how to do this, how to live and be a prayer warrior. So we're grateful for that. So we're, 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 we're looking at this. So John chapter 15, verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me, and this is the key verse, verse 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is, my father's, in the, this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, proving yourself to be my disciples. So asking, and the, the title of the message is Being Connected. And I brought an extension cord, <laughs> just in case you don't know what it is to be connected. So, uh, yeah, what's he going to plug in now? Well, just you wait and see. Um, whenever we're staying connected... The extension cord is for a specific purpose, right? You plug this into receptacle, and you plug this in into something else to make it work. All right, so we, this is a, a real extension cord. It has been around for a number of years, I know, and uh, it's very seldom used because I don't have that much to, to contend with anymore that I need an extension cord for. So, staying connected. Well, staying connected seems like a trivial statement, but for the vine and the branches, Jesus is the vine and we are the branches, if we are not connected, if we are not plugged in, <laughs> we can't do anything. Now, there are... Um, people who say, um, I, I don't believe in God, I, I, I'm self-aware. Well, it's basically the extension cord, this cord is an extension, <laughs> it is a power cord. Well, whenever we as believers are connected to God, we are a power cord. <laughs> and whenever we're not connected, we're just a cord. And some people's lives no matter how big or how thick, I was going to bring up that three-phase wire from the, from the basement that hooks into the um, stove. I was going to bring it up as a big, powerful, strong wire, but if it's not connected, it doesn't really do anything. People whose lives, they are aware of their lives, but if they're not connected to God... No matter how long they are, no, how, no matter how big they are, no matter how much the current they can, they can carry, they have no eternal value. But for us, we have eternal value because we are plugged in. And the, the um, illustration Jesus gives, 
that he is the vine and we are the branches, that we are a branch grafted into the vine, Jesus Christ, and we receive our life from the vine and we have fruit on that vine that will last. So the power cord is just uh, a way of letting us know people have a life without God, but they are not connected to the eternal source. And we know that only what is done for Christ will last. And people who are beautiful cords, <laughs> maybe very long cords, maybe very powerful cords, but if they're not connected to God, nothing that they do will last. So, whenever we, uh, in the grand scheme of things then, when a branch is disconnected from the vine, what happens? Well, <laughs> it's good for firewood. <laughs> it's cut off. There's no life in the vine. There's no life in the branch. And if anyone does not remove, excuse me, uh, if anyone does not remain in me. So the challenge is those who do not remain in Christ have no connections. <laughs> no connections to that which is eternal. The foolish person says, I'm self-aware. <laughs> I don't believe in the eternity. I don't believe in the hereafter. Well, that's fine. They have a Wonderful cord, <laughs> but it doesn't amount to anything beyond their death. Not, no eternal value. So, life without Jesus, then, is a wasted life. Life that is not connected to the vine is wasted. It has no eternal value. So, the text in verse 6 says, If anyone does not remain in me, so there are two categories of people. Those who are connected to Christ and those who are not. I mean, it's an oversimplification, but that's basically what it is. Connected to Christ or not connected. Those connected to Christ have something that is greater. There's a, there's a current flowing through them. There's a current in their life that it doesn't come from the world. <laughs> it doesn't come from other sources. It comes from Christ. There's a current. Now, some currents are very minimal, <laughs> Some currents are very powerful, but it's still whatever is done for Christ will last. So in all of God's interaction with us, there is a promise and there is a condition. And that in that condition, the promise and the condition go together and we are inseparable. Did you ever try and pull a limb out of a tree? <laughs> it breaks off. It'll break before it pulls out. Sometimes we try to pull weeds and we have a hard enough time pulling them out of the ground. But in, in recognizing that when we are connected to God, he says, nothing can separate you from me. And the life that is in the trunk is the same life that is in the vine. Connected. So the connection that God has with us is the ability to carry the full power to carry the knowledge of God. So we, connected to Jesus, have the, have the ability to carry the knowledge of God and to carry the power of God. He fulfills the promise in us, to us, and it all, it all depends. <laughs> it depends upon what we are willing to do. So how much power do you need? How much current needs to flow into your life? Whatever the need is, Jesus is the supplier. I know my, my brother-in-law, um, who's deceased, he used to work at the Holtwood Power Plant. And it was a, a water turbine plant. 
and the water would go through the, the dam or the, you know, the dam. And whenever there wasn't a, a large amount of electricity needed, it was too hard to shut down the turbines and get them started again. So what they would do is they would turn on the pumps. They would pump water out of the river up into a large lake, so to speak, on the hill so that if the river goes down, they can draw the water out of the lake to keep the turbines running. So they would, they would find a way to keep the, the power source going. And in our life, we recognize that God has a way of keeping the power source going even whenever we feel depleted. This verse says to us, ask whatsoever you will. Ask whatsoever you will. Now, there's a number of different trans translations that are trying to say the same thing. Uh, one says, ask whatever you wish. Now, this is not magic. <laughs> make three wishes. <laughs> make a wish and click your heels three times and it'll all come true. That's a joke. Okay. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure you knew that. <laughs> Ruby red slippers. All right. Whatever you wish for, and it shall be done. It's not magic, but it is what's going on. Whatever you ask for anything, when you ask, you may ask, excuse me, got to read. You may ask for anything you want, and it shall be done. You may ask. You shall ask. What you will and it shall be done. You will ask what you desire and it shall be done. You can pray for whatever you want and your prayer will be answered. And then another one I, I like, it's the Aramaic the translation. It says, but if you are abiding in me and my words will abide in you, everything whatsoever you desire to ask, it shall be done for you. And I was thinking, whatsoever you desire to ask, in a conversation with someone, whatsoever you desire to ask. So whenever you're having a conversation with your friend and you have a question or you have something, whatever you desire to ask. And I, I thought that this is perhaps what Jesus is trying to tell us, that whenever we are connected to him, that we are connected to the vine, that in your conversation with God, Whatever you desire to ask, ask. See, sometimes I think we overcomplicate prayer. Sometimes I think we, we, we've got to say special words. We've got to do special things. We've got to have the right frame of mind. We have to have the correct posture, whether we're kneeling or sitting or whatever. But the, the understanding is, that in your conversation with God, when you're conversing with him, ask. Whatever it is that you desire, ask. And it will be done for you. You see, being transparent with God, he already knows. We're the ones that have to work on the transparency. <laughs> we, we think we can hide certain things from him, you know. And uh, nothing's hid. So why not present the desires that are in our heart and life. Because whenever we are with Christ and we are allowing the, the strength, the spirit of the vine to be part of who we are, that is the word, Jesus Christ, the word made flesh and dwelt among us. The, the living word, Jesus, lives in our lives. And so 
He abides in us. He abides. He accepts. He stands with us. We receive him into our life. We abide in Christ. He abides in us. And we stand together with Christ and that nothing can separate us from him. We stand firm on our commitment. We are committed (laughs) to Jesus. He stands firm in his commitment to us. It's, It's both ways. But you know, again, it's not me hanging on to God. God's got a hold of us. You know, sometimes we let go. God never let go of us. So, he will never abandon us. See, the security of our faith is in understanding the principles of the word and what Jesus is trying to convey to us. Is that in your conversation with the Father, he, you have come into the kingdom of God for a purpose, a divine purpose, And in this purpose of relationship with the Father, uh, be transparent enough to ask what is on your mind, what's on your heart. The things that are needed in your life to make it easier, make it better for people who are sick, for spiritual needs, physical needs, financial needs, whatever the need is, we have this relationship with God that we can talk to him about it. Ask whatever you will, whatever you desire, it shall be done. It shall be done for you, unto you, in, your, in, the, in the way that God will bless you. Now, I have, there are times that things don't happen the way we want, okay? Now, sometimes we can look at this, these, these texts and, um, and we know that they're true and we know that they, they, they happen, and we need to have that faith. But, you know, um, uh, I've, I've dealt with so many people over the years. People, the, the pastor and his wife, uh, she had a cancerous tumor. And the doctor said, you know, you've got to have this operated on. You've got to have it removed. You know, it's, it's, it's getting bad, but we can, we can take care of it. And they decided that they would not have surgery. They were going to believe God. So they were putting their life on the line for, for this. Now, surely we would think God would hear that prayer. God would understand that circumstance. Well, she died. Now, that's a hard thing to accept. Or the 10-year-old that has cancer and dies by a mistake of a, of a doctor. Or, you know, and I can go on and on, you know, of, of situations where ministers and priests, rabbis, you know, they've been sick and died and we've been, you know, been in the care. And so we would say, okay, but what about asking? Well, you see, it's our understanding of God that gets in the way of what God needs and wants to do. It is appointed unto us once to die. Everybody's got to die. I'm sorry, you know, if that's going to burst your bubble, sorry. (laughs) Nobody gets out of this life alive. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, we're alive eternally, you know, all that. But we, have, but we have this understanding and this security that God is working in our lives and our faith is not to divide us, nor is our faith to make us afraid. 
I, I dealt with families that one part of the family want, believed that their, the, the, the father would be healed and restored, and the other part of the family said, well, you know, if God's going to take him home, he's, he's going to cry, he's going to heaven, and everything's okay. So this family, part of the family, blamed that part of the family for him dying. Because if they'd had faith, our father wouldn't have died. Faith is not about challenging and pointing fingers. Faith is not about making people aware of what's going on uh, uh, in life. Faith is about a revelation and an understanding that God is with me, and I have the right and the privilege of asking. You know, let's look at it from another perspective. There is something right with the one who is praying. There is something right with the one who is praying. Now, many times in situations where family members were praying for their loved one and, you know, we don't want them to die, we don't want them to die. I, I had one man call me up and he says, can you please call my pastor and ask him not to visit me anymore? Do you know why? He kept telling him he was going to get better and be singing in the choir again. And the guy said, no, I know that my life is coming to an end. And it's okay for me to go to heaven. I, I, I want him to know that he doesn't need to try and convince me to get it's, it's going to be different. See, the person who is ill, you know, the, the, the little 10-year-old, I know I've, I've spoken of this many times, but she, she said that um, I've had a full life. I know I'm loved by Jesus. I know that I'm loved by my parents. What more could there be in life? That's a 10-year-old. See, she was close to God, and so in that relationship with God, we have a security. And the security is when someone is connected, there's always enough power to keep the life and sustain the life and give the life confidence and, and an understanding we can ask anything, and he's not going to be upset with us. We can ask whatever we will. It doesn't mean... <laughs> Did you ever say no? <laughs> have you ever said no in your life? And did you have a reason for it? I'm sure if it was to your kids, it was not, there was not a good reason. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I know my parents told me no, and I was, you know, why? I mean, this is perfectly, you know, a good thing. I don't know why you wouldn't see it the way I do. But you see... If God never said no, what would our life be like? Well, I think it would be so full of things that we could have the model, that, that license plate that said, he who dies with the most toys wins, you know? Because <laughs> we'd have all this stuff. But you see, life is, about, is not about earthly possessions. Life is not about the length of days that we have or the shortness of days, or the sickness that we have, because even Lazarus died. <laughs> even Lazarus died. So we find that what is important is a life that is inspired by the Holy Spirit. A life that is inspired by the Holy Spirit, a life that will build the kingdom of God, a life that will allow the Spirit of God to flow into them. And you know what? God has come to people and said, by my stripes you are healed. Boom. 
God has come to individuals in the light of the word. This is what the psalm talks about, the light of the word shining on their life, and they were healed. So we have these things, but it was their relationship, their inspiration, and some people have said, it's okay for me to go home, and others said, I know I'm going to get well. And so it is the... It is the life of the Spirit that is in our hearts and in our lives. So why does God, why does God do what he does? Well, he's God. <laughs> and, uh, and you know what? He knows what is best. He knows the end from the beginning. He, before, the, before the world was ever created, he knew you. <laughs> he knew and he had plans for your life. Now, you have to choose which way you're going to go with it, but he knows the decisions that you're going to make. He knows the plans that he has for you, and his plans are not to harm you, but to prosper and to, and to help you and to, to take us to become the person that he has created us to be for that divine purpose for, for us. So, some people, their God is condemning and betrayal and, you know, full of, uh, whatever, garbage and... They really don't know him. The text declares, if you abide in me, if you remain in me. See, that's the, the, the secret, as, as it were. The secret is remaining, abiding, living, recognizing the life that is in us is the life that is in the vine. And that life that is in God and the life that is in me is eternal. I am safe in the arms of my Father. Nothing can separate me from God. Nothing can take me away from Him. If you abide in me, as we grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, we are often surprised to find that the Word of God grows in our life. And how with time and the abiding in Jesus and in the Scriptures, it takes on a deeper meaning. The scriptures take on a deeper meaning, a deeper understanding. There is, there is more to life than what we see, and there's more to the knowledge of God than what we already have. So the question is not whether God is going to answer our prayers. The question is not, will God answer my prayer? The question is, no matter what happens, will I continue to live for Christ? Will I continue to live for God no matter what happens? You see, in, in the early church, and you know, you go back to the martyrs and, the, and the, the Christians being in the arenas and fed, you know, lions ate them and target practice for the Romans and they would tie them on street corners on poles and soak them with oil and burn them for lamps. <laughs> Those are the individuals that would not denounce their, their faith in God. And so we find that no matter what happens, will you continue to live for Christ? Will you continue to believe that in your relationship with God, you can ask for anything? In your conversations with God, you can ask for anything. Because the life that is in the vine is the life that is in the branch. The life that is in Christ is the life that is in me. We're just pilgrims. We're, we're just learners on the journey of life. We need to challenge ourselves 
and encourage ourselves, strengthen our connection with Jesus. The abiding, unshakable attachment of the vine and the branch. It is a life-altering, growing together experience. And we are in this together. The divine purpose of abiding. The divine purpose of being in Christ. We live a life connected to the vine. We live a life plugged in. <laughs> we live a life plugged into God. And, you know, <laughs> if you give a little tug on this, it'll pop out of the, the receptacle. But you see, whenever we have faith in God and we are connected and grown, that no matter how we try to disconnect, it's, it's hardwired. <laughs> it's not coming out. We're, we're connected to him in a way that nothing can separate us and he will never disconnect his love and his power that flow through us. And you see, my life is then to live for the glory of God. That's what Jesus says. That the answer to your prayer will be to the glory of the Father. Now, the, the second part here in John 15, 16, it says, and this, this is like... Whenever we, we look at this, if you, you um, ask what you will and shall be done. Well, James 15, 16, says, you have not chosen me, but I chose you. Think about this. Jesus chose you, you and I, to be grafted into his vine. And that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. Here it is again that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. See, the challenge over and over again, you know, Jesus knows that people are going to have prayers and they're not answered, but he keeps telling us over and over again to ask of the Father. Why would he keep telling us to ask when we know that some of our prayers are not going to be answered? He wants us to grow in our faith to understand that there is a higher purpose to our relationship than answered <laughs> than our answered prayer. Ask the Father in my name, in Christ's name. It means our life is attached to the vine. Asking in Jesus' name is invoking everything that Jesus is. Divine, Son of God, um, <laughs> resurrected Savior, our, uh, died on the cross, rose from the dead, ascended into heaven, you know, he ever lives to make intercession for us. In Jesus' name has that power and that authority. And so whenever I am praying, I am praying in that authority. Not my authority, in the name of Jesus, whom I am speaking. Now, therefore ask in Jesus' name. Now, the question. Could Jesus be inspiring your prayer? Could Jesus be the one who wants you to ask? Think of it. He lives within us. It is the vine that where the it is the, the vine where the strength, where the, the fluid, the life is coming from, and the and the branch is stuck to it. And we find that the same life that is in the vine is in the branch. And so Jesus abides in us. He knows what we have need of. Could it be that Jesus is inspiring our prayers? That it is 
God who wants to answer our prayer, and he's trying to inspire us to ask. To ask. Because anything that we do, anything that we do in our own strength doesn't last. It's only what is done in the strength of Christ. To, to live our life without Christ is to live our life without being connected. <laughs> but to live our life in Christ means that we are connected, and Jesus over and over again says, ask, ask. In your relationship, in your conversation with God, allow the Holy Spirit to inspire you to ask. So what does God ask us to do? Be obedient. <laughs> Be obedient. Be obedient to what you know. Can we as a chosen, as a chosen fruitful person, connected to God, be obedient with the words of Jesus? Whatever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. That can we be that type of an obedient child that whatever you will ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Well, why would Jesus want us to ask for something that he has not inspired in us to ask for? He's trying to let us know that there is power in his name and that there is authority in his name and that he cares about us to the extent that he will inspire the conversation that we have with the Father. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it shall be done. See, nothing should ever keep us from asking. Well, my last prayer wasn't it. No, no, no. We keep on asking. Neither should keep, neither should, um, nothing should keep us from expecting. You have not chosen me. I have chosen you. That all you will ask my Father in my name, he will give, he will give you. Hmm. See, that's, that's I, again, I think of it as a conversation with God. We're just talking to him, and we're relating, you know, how life is going, and this, this, this necessity or that necessity or this problem or that problem. And we're saying, Father, I ask you for this. And we ask in Jesus' name. And we find that God, and I think over and over again, it is the Holy Spirit, it is Jesus himself inspiring us to ask. And if he is inspiring us to ask, why would he not answer? Now, like I said, there are, there are things and unanswered prayers. And I know there is the will of God and the purpose of God and all these things, but allow God to sort that out. I can't figure it out. Let God do it, because I'm going to ask. And he promised that, he, that we would receive. So if, I, if it's not in his purpose and will for me not to have it, he's going to let me know, because that's an answer to my prayer. But over and over again, 
he tells us to ask. So what are we going to do as obedient children? We're going to ask. Let's all stand. (laughs) So as we approach the throne of grace, as we come boldly to God, boldly into the presence of God, we are to bring our requests to God. Amen? Now, I want you to take your hands. I want you to put them out. Palms up. Do you know what that means? I'm willing to receive. Most of the time we pray with our head down and our, our palms closed. But let us pray with our heads towards heaven and our heart towards God. Listening to that still small voice of the Spirit. And Father, in our conversation with you, These are the things that bother me. These are the things that are hurting me. These are the needs of myself or my friends or my family. I present them to you and I ask you in Jesus' name to hear my prayer and to touch the lives of these for whom we pray. And Jesus, to touch my life. Let me receive of what you are doing. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you.